Hi, I'm David Pettigrew. I'm professor of history at Messiah College. I teach ancient Mediterranean history and uh, period of history called late antiquity, uh, which is the later Roman world. Um, today I'm going to talk about archaeology in Cyprus, and I'm here with Melissa Hogan, uh, one of my students. Yes, hi, I'm Melissa Hogan. I'm a senior history major at Messiah College. Um, I've done a research paper in which I'm turning into a senior honors thesis concerning mosaics in Cyprus. And I've been to Cyprus twice now, and I'm very interested in archaeology and hope to pursue that in grad school. Okay, today Melissa and I are going to talk about the Pila Kutsapetri Archaeological Project and the experience of doing archaeological work in Cyprus. Uh, the Pila Kutsapetri Archaeological Project, or PCAP, as we like to call it for short, uh, was formed in 2003 uh, between myself when I was a, still a graduate student at The Ohio State University and uh, two colleagues uh, who are professors at the University of North Dakota and the in Indiana University of Pennsylvania, that is Dr. Scott Moore and um, Bill Carraher. Um, the project began as a collaborative investigation uh, in 2003-2004 of a series of coastal sites, uh, ancient coastal sites, uh, east of the city, uh, modern city of Larnaca, which overlies the ancient city of Kidion, uh, about 10 kilometers east of Larnaca. Uh, and we began the project as a large-scale archaeological survey uh, of this stretch of coastline, and we realized after uh, a year or two of this how significant this uh, site was. We discovered that we had three really different components at the site. We had a, a late Bronze Age phase, think of the, uh, say, the Trojan War and the, uh, the end of the Bronze Age, say 1200 BC. We had this, this incredible site up on an Acropolis, up on a ridgetop, uh, called Vigla, which dated, which dates to the classical and Hellenistic period. So think of Alexander the Great right before and after him, so 400 to uh, 200 BC. And then we have this this vast Roman coastal town, uh, which dates from say the second century AD, uh, second century after Christ, to the seventh century after Christ. Uh, and this coastal town we discovered covers an area of about 75 football fields. So it's enormous. It's right on the coast. And that, that site's called Kutsapetria. Um, and it's named after, uh, it's a toponym, which means broken rock, which describes the uh, coastline at that point. Um, I began to take students over to um, Kutsapetria and to Cyprus in 2008. Uh, not long after I joined the history department faculty at Messiah. And uh, I started a course called the Archaeology and History of Cyprus. And the idea of that class was to uh, take students in history and art history and other majors over to Cyprus and show them how archaeology is really done. When most people think of archaeology, they, uh, I, I'd say they have one of two images in their mind. One is the Indiana Jones image. <laughs> Most people, a lot of people come into archaeology because of Indiana Jones. Uh, and they, they see it as sort of this romantic quest for knowledge that will transform or destroy the world. <laughs> the other aspect of archaeology, though, is this mind-numbing tediousness. <laughs> yes. And so I'm curious, what, what was, as, as a student who participated in this project, what was your experience. Well, it's definitely not glamorous. <laughs> I mean, being in the dirt and getting all sweaty and hot is not, you know, the job that everybody wants. But um, 
I really enjoyed it, and it's it, we may not be finding the holy grail or anything <laughs> of that nature, but um, the the things that we pull up are very interesting, and they they let us delve into the Roman world. For my trench, like you you find that history comes alive when you're able to touch these things and experience, you know, you be where they were and touch the things that they touched, and I don't know, it just makes it so much more real, and I really mm-hmm. like that element of archaeology that it makes it come alive. Mm-hmm. You went, you went a couple of times. Yes, I've been twice now. So you liked um, it? Very much. Obviously. And they're two very different experiences. Um, the first year, it was heavy excavation. Every day, we were in the field for at least eight hours every day um, <laughs> digging. I was at um, Cuzapetria, the Roman site. And um, it's just a very hands-on learning experience. You're learning about the stratigraphy, the different levels of the soil, and how you can tell dates of different things. Um, You learn how to do paperwork and drawings. And even, I'm not very artistically gifted, but you can still do stratigraphy drawings. And um, it's just very informative. And it's not boring at all. You you get interesting conversations with your trench mates. (laughs) I mean, being stuck in a hole with two people, you definitely... Uh, get to know each other very well and it's a lot of fun what, what would you say was the most exciting thing that you found in 2000 and 2009 oh my <laughs> <laughs> well we found what we thought was a piece of byzantine pottery because it had a certain glaze on it and the fact that we found that underneath a floor which is a sealed context which gives us a certain you know we can date things with certainty um, that completely threw off our entire timeline of what we thought was a late Roman site if we find this piece of Byzantine pottery, which would be what, 13th century, we thought it was. Um, so 1200 AD, um, and it completely threw off our entire you know, theories of what was going on in our site. And we later found out that the glaze was a rare green Roman glaze. So it was in line with our, you know, time period. But just the fact that you could pull up one piece of pottery and have it com- and completely re-theor, like all of your theories yeah. go out the window yeah, because right. of that one piece of pottery. It just, I really thought it was cool how much we went by the evidence, you know. Yeah, the, the, three, the three sites that we were working at in 2009 were really different from one another, were they? very different, yes. Um, in one site, uh, a, a later <laughs> Bronze Age site, we found very Almost little. Almost nothing. <laughs> Almost nothing. <laughs> But the people who worked there got very excited about every discovery they made, everything. And what exactly, once when the students found, they came down on a wall, uh, came down on some pottery scatters, they got very excited. And and down in Kutsupetri on the plain, how much stuff were you finding? We found bags full of roof tiles and ceramics. Almost every day we were pulling up at least a bag of this material and... It's very. I mean, I, I was still getting excited about it, but my supervisor wasn't <laughs> as enthusiastic as I was. <laughs> because there's a lot of material. This right? is a lot. It's a lot there. There's so much. Yeah, and the, the thing that the thing that it's worth pointing out about Kutsupetria is that it was this annex building which was attached attached to a late antique church. So a fifth, yeah. I think a fifth and sixth century AD, AD church. Basilica. Yeah, yeah church uh, early Christian basilica. Uh, I think one of the most exciting discoveries last year, in 2000, 2009, the last year that we excavated, was coming down on this floor and finding on, on one end a uh, this this almost intact whole amphora vessel. Yeah. Incredible. And then on the other end, a buried dog. <laughs> you know, parts of a... Uh, 
parts of the legs uh, of yeah. a dog. And so you just wonder whether this poor creature was buried by the collapse or whether he you know, mm-hmm. crawled in and, and died. Yeah, yeah. But the, the second year that we were there was very different from the first year of excavation. Um, the second year was yeah. very much museum work and processing and analyzing the artifacts that we discovered throughout, you know, all of, <laughs> all of our work on the sites. Um, so it was more of, um, you know, labeling artifacts so we could organize them properly, taking pictures of them so we documented them. Um, I remember my job <laughs> one day was uh, sifting through warehouse so we could find uh, certain artifacts that we needed <laughs> to locate. And this is a very, very different experience from the second year, between the first years and second years. As a director, I'd say we had a really productive season. It was not exactly as I had imagined it, but I'd say that we, we accomplished an important set of archaeological goals because, mm-hmm. there, you know, another thing that people think of when they think of archaeology is they tend to think entirely of excavation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. And archaeology is so much more than excavation. Mm-hmm. It includes the analysis. Yeah. It includes the write-up after the season ends. Yeah. Because you, you can't just pull it up and do nothing with it because that doesn't mean anything. That's you have right. to analyze it and figure out where it came from and how it's significant. And that's where the significance of our job comes mm-hmm. out. Absolutely. Yeah. And in, in, in fact, what we do uh, at the museum and then a- after the season, I think is the most, in some ways, the most important mm-hmm. thing. Because this is the, the point of time in which, this is the phase in which we bring historical interpretation to that archaeological evidence mm-hmm. and we say this is what it means yeah okay we've, we've we found the we found these coins on the floor but what is what happened to the settlement yeah what why did this dog die <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> why is there this amphora here uh-huh. what happened to this great church that was standing into the seventh century yeah uh, it's, it's almost like being a detective you know yeah. you have to put all the clues together you have to you, you find the clues and then you have to put them all together and you know make a conclusion from them you can't just leave it as disconnected bits yeah. you have to I would say I would say this is one of the hardest components of archaeology. It's you know the publication uh, component, the the actual scholarship part where you're going and talking, you're giving academic lectures or delivering presentations, and you're uh, publishing your results as articles or books, is really really critical and also really hard. Uh, but it's also in some way as rewarding, as exciting as uh, finding coming down upon the material mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one, of the, one of the things, um, interesting things about archaeology, too, is this group dynamic. Oh, yes, yes. Which develops in, an, in a trench. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, where people are working together for several weeks of yeah. the summer. And what was that like for you? It's very interesting. Um, the first year I went, it was almost intimidating because there's so many PhDs there and as an undergraduate student it's you know you you don't feel like you (laughs) quite belong there to be quite frank but um it's it definitely you form that working relationship it's hard to keep those formal boundaries with Mm -hmm. people when you're uh you know hot and sweaty stuck in this (laughs) trench for hours so you definitely form a lot of relationships and you get more confident with yourself and your your knowledge of history and your ability to participate in these conversations Um, That's true. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't even thought about that from my perspective. Definitely, yes, <laughs> definitely. And uh, I feel the second year was even more enriching for me in that sense. Um, 
because I, I talk to a lot more people about, you know, how about graduate school, because I'm looking into that mm, now right. and about where I should go from here and how they got to where they are. And I feel like on an archaeological project, you have more friendships and that's very nice. And, and, and you obviously form f- friendships with the other students. Too, yes. Right? Yes. You form friendships with your future colleagues. <laughs> you can, that's right. Yeah. yeah. The people that, who may end up going to graduate school with you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, one, one of the major components of the course obviously is taking students to the island itself okay yes. <laughs> so we want to make sure that you don't simply see the inside of an excavation trench for uh three weeks and mm-hmm. we we want to take students around to the different sites on the island also to get to know the history of the island and the modern period as well mm-hmm. and uh i've what was it like being in cyprus either of those two summers um, well, this last summer, we went on a lot more field trips. I mean, the first year, we went on trips as well. We went to the other side of the island um, to a, a city called Paphos, where they have a, a huge amount of Roman material. And um, for me, it's especially interesting because of my interest in mosaics. They have a lot of Roman mosaics there. Um, and we went to so many other different sites, and you just get a feel for the island and you know, it's history, and this past year we were able to go into northern Cyprus, which was very interesting, Um, and we weren't able to do that the first year, Um, and it's just really cool to be able to see all, you know, the the different culture, how different it is there, but at the same time, Larnaca is a huge tourist area, like Mm -hmm. a lot of British tourists and different um, nationalities go visit because it's a beautiful Mediterranean island. So um, it's, it's very nice because you get this feel for the unique elements of their culture. But at the same time, it's okay that you don't speak Greek because there's so many tourists there that they most of them know English. And, and um, when we are there, they have um, Cataclysmos Festival, which is a Pentecost celebration. So it's a, it's a fascinating place. You'd be driving down the highway and hear songs in Hebrew and in Turkish mm-hmm. and in greek and english yep all right so i have one final question would you go again (laughs) yes most definitely (laughs) (laughs) me too (laughs) this has been an episode of listen up a messiah college podcast for more information or to listen to past episodes please visit the listen up website at blogs.messiah.edu backslash listen up